the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, pick your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Endurance Asia podcast. And this week, once again, we welcome back Tomokazu Iharasan of Japan, fresh off the back of his Barclay Marathons effort in Tennessee. We had Tomo on just a few weeks ago, I know, but we couldn't resist getting him back on again to to talk about the 2023 edition of the Barclay Marathons. A momentous year, three finishers, just some incredible performances and we had to get on Japanese Laz to talk about his fourth effort trying to take on the five loops of the Barclay Marathons. Um, one in which he, he wasn't completely successful, but he had his best ever year and really put in a heroic effort um, on what was a really sort of momentous and uh, an historic year for the Barclay Marathons with... Um, with, with some incredible finishes but uh yeah love hearing this story such a legend so proud of him and honestly really feel inspired by his effort um here is tomokazu irharasan tell the truthful story if they ever ask stop the complaining because things ain't that bad tomokazu irharasan welcome back on to the endurance asia podcast and welcome back from Tennessee back to back to Asia back to Japan uh how are you doing um a little bit tired no shit <laughs> but uh, I'm back in Japan uh, with my family um uh, because uh I went there on um March 3rd actually the Barclay Marathon started on the 14th so I had like um almost less than two weeks um there getting on course, getting, getting familiar to, to the course. Um, of course, uh, there are parts that you cannot enter and it's forbidden, but there are some parts that you can go on course because um, the Barclay Marathon is uh, held at a park called Frozen Head State Park. And that's a kind of a, a park that people just... It's a national go. park, right? It's a, it's a very nice park, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we caught up straight after the uh, the four trails this year and uh, and you at that point you couldn't really talk about the Barclay marathons there's kind of a i don't know if it's an unwritten rule i think it's a written rule where you shouldn't really publicly say that you're going to be joining the event right and so it has there's some degree of secrecy as to who's going to be competing every year so although i knew you were going to be there and i'm sure you knew a couple of other competitors you weren't sort of publicly talking about it too much uh, but when when you arrived there, I suppose when you started seeing people come into the camp, did you know who was going to be competing in the 2023 version? Did you know beforehand, or uh, mm. the all of the competitors, or did you? Because it was probably the most impressive field that there's ever been, I think. Um, and so, yeah, what was it like being there, seeing all the people turn up? So once um, there, there, so there's a long story about. I don't know how far I, I should talk about the Barclay, but um, you basically when you there, there is a certain date that you need to apply uh, your essay to be approved to run the Barclay Marathon on a yearly ca- calendar. What a date with a time, exact time. You need to send your essay through. Um, if you don't send the essay through that date and time, Laz will not even see your email or essay. The ones that are luckily able to send on that date and time, Laz will go through the email. And then basically he's going to pick 40 people um, from the email and then send a condolence letter saying, unfortunately, you're approved and uh, you're for the Barclay Marathons. And um, once you are approved, you typically, from, from my 
I've been, I've, this was my fourth year, but the last four times, there's a secret Facebook group and uh, you're invited there. Got you. Um, Laz is there. The people's support, the Barclay is there. The entrant is there and the wait listers are there. Mm. Um, entrants are 40 people and the wait listers is uh, about 50, 40, 50 people. And um, on that Facebook group, um, the wait listers are shown. You can see yeah. who's the wait listers, but you are, we don't know who the runners are. Got you. But from the members you see in the Facebook group, you can kind of have an idea of who's in the waitlist, who's the supporters, and who could be possibly in the race. So you kind of get an idea of who might be running um, on those years. Um, so um, I kind of had an idea, and I knew it was a very, very strong field um yeah for, for me it was my fourth year and i, I thought it was uh, the strongest field ever from what, what i saw yeah was uh was there anyone having seen the people in that group and, and many of which you you had run with in pre in prior years right so that, or, or there was with definitely but then there was also some people returning from years which you hadn't competed as well i don't think jared campbell had competed any years that are oh, maybe one yes. year actually that you yes i've run with jared um uh, two times oh you have to because i remember one time was when he like rolled his ankle or something was uh was yes. you know a, a few years back right he uh, broke his bone he, he actually broke that's right but he still finished his first lap right exactly yeah crazy crazy um but yeah was there anyone else was there anyone in the uh that you were excited to run with. I mean, the the one obviously John Kelly coming back again and actually being a, a Tennessee native, which I didn't realize. Like I've known him for being an American that's being from the UK myself, and he's been living in the UK for many years, and he's been doing a lot of the very famous fell running routes in the UK and mm -hmm. doing FKTs and just doing some unbelievable runs. Yep. And uh, and him and Damien Hall are kind of friends, but also competitors. And it was interesting seeing that. Damien was going to be there for the first time and they sort of were were heading out together but was there anyone and you know it just it was a you know from Jasmine Paris to mm -hmm. Nikki Spinks another UK like uh, there was just uh, and then obviously you knew Stephen Redfern was coming out from uh, from Australia as well another prior four trails um uh, competitor as well and finisher um yeah was there anyone you were surprised to see there or excited to be able to be on out on the course with um Jasmine, Jasmine Paris, uh, I, I kind of knew she would like to come back and um, she was in the group. So I kind of knew that she was going to be running again. Carol Saab um, from Belgium, who's very strong, who's done a lot of FKTs in the US. And um, he was the previous backyard ultra champion with 85 hours before it was like... Um, hundred um, hours um, and um, Guillaume from France and um, Ore who finished um, he's strong he has um, FKT he previously had the FKTs with the GR GR20 and um, I think the John Muir trail um, Damien Hall he's been I think fifth in the UTMB um, in 2000 I think 18 and um yes several other people like um people who like um harvey lewis um he's not the mountain guy but he's a very good backyard backyard runner. ultra yeah yeah and pure pure i think pure um who won the backyard in the american team um last year and um yeah lots lots of um strong names um so um, really excited of what they could do, yeah. And um, yeah, and, and one of them was me. I was my own support fan <laughs> as well. So I wanted to know how I could do because I was in a very good good condition and no injuries this time because last year I came in with an injury. 
um, with my knee. Yeah, and the coming in this year as well, you had a documentary crew joining you from Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said you obviously got in there a, a few weeks early. So was that, was or a, a couple of weeks early, was that largely to spend some time with the documentary crew? And tell us uh, tell us about that. Uh, documentary crew came in uh, four days prior. Uh, I just wanted to be there just to get familiar um, with the park. Uh, and, um, I've been there uh, four times, but um, just getting used to the normal course that you're allowed to get in like um i really want to be familiar with that because once you're in a, like a um, sleep deprivation and stuff your mental and, um, <laughs> gets kind of awkward and but you still want to have that confidence to know that where you are exactly in the park with that kind of situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um and so what was the atmosphere going? I, I suppose the the cloche was blown. Uh, it was, sorry, it was, an, it was a morning start as well, wasn't it? Like yes. 9.30 or so in, in the morning. What was the feeling like in camp? What was the sort of, uh, was it any different to previous years? Were you, was, there any, was there less nerves than you've had in the prior three years? Or given the quality and the standard of the field, was it almost a little bit more anxious uh getting out getting to the start of the um uh, yeah of the of the yellow gate yeah last year it was um 7:54 and once the conch shell is blown the start is 1 hour after um yeah. that time um the conch shell is blown so if the conch shell is blown 7:40:54 in the morning start is going to be at 8:54 um so last this year it was 9.54, so the, the start, no, 8.54, so the start was 9.54. And I kind of guessed on my own that it could be earlier um, just because um, this year uh, there was 13 books and last year there was 14 books and there was one less book, but the books were mostly mostly at the same place. Um, two are kind of um, just uh, at the uh, different places because of um, the books. Um, some of the books can get ripped, taken away from by the boar. Yeah. So um, they, they kind of change the place so that it's safely away from the boars. And that's why they changed it a little bit. So mostly the place was the same. So... Um, Laz does change a little bit, twiggle a little bit to the course every year. It doesn't make it completely the same. So um, when I got to know, when we, we registered and got to know that the book were mostly the same, I thought he was going to change the time to make it difficult. But um, actually he, he, he kind of didn't and made it kind of similar to last year. So um, in terms of me um, getting to sleep, um, everyone, it's Frozen Head State Park has a a small campground. And um, the reason that um, we don't want it to be socially um, known is that we don't want a lot of people to be coming to the park and um, taking away the runner's space. So we kind of keep it quiet. And um, we don't want um, like uh, people to be on the course as well. And um, each uh, runner has their own kind of spot at the park. And um, this year I was on um, number six spot and um, it was kind of almost diagonal from the, from the yellow gate. So it was kind of far, but um, it was good because it was kind of quiet. Yeah. And that in the past years, I've been learning um, about having like a good place to stay and tents. This year, uh, my kind of friend, Brian, who lives um, like two miles away from the park, provided a, a tent, like, a, a, like a, a dome tent, you know, mm-hmm. a, a dome tent that you kind of use for like um, ice fishing. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you, it's, you can have like six people fit in it. 
And this year I was in that kind of dome tent with a stove in it. So the park was like minus degrees at night, but yeah. I was able to sleep with t-shirt and shorts. Oh, nice. Yeah. In a sleeping bag. So that was very nice because I really slept from um, about 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. straight. And um, when I woke up, I thought, oh, shit, I might miss the, <laughs> miss the race. But that's how I was able to sleep really well. And uh, when I went to the bathroom at like 5 a.m., there was other guys that <laughs> were thinking at the same that they might have missed it. But when they saw me, they were they kind of relieved that, oh, it's not started yet. But I got a really good sleep before the race. So that, that, was, that was good. And um, yeah. prior to that, um, I, I didn't have any jet lags and I had a good sleep at my, my friend's house. So um, very, very well prepared with um, resting and um, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, the so this year the weather forecast was pretty cold, right? So as you say, it was, a, it was negative temperatures, negative Celsius temperatures. Would that have been the coldest year that you've experienced yet? Um, yes, it was kind of, numbers were kind of cold, but at least it was not raining. Um, yeah. The previous three years, it was always raining. So sometimes when you go up a 1,000 meter, the rain starts to hail and then snow. And then when you go down the hill, it becomes rain and you become wet and then you, you go up. And so um, I would rather prefer very cold without rain rather than yeah cold with rain yeah so it was and, and i suppose i suppose you had you had good equipment and gear was there anything you changed in your gear this time to be able to make sure that you were going to put up with the cold mm -hmm. yes uh, i definitely prepared uh, for the cold and had um like down jackets and rain jackets and um backup um uh, rain pants in in, in the pack and uh, I think I was, I think gear wise, I was well prepared. Um, and um, yeah, um, I may try to make sure that my stomach didn't get too cold because when you, you have your stomach gets too cold, it's very hard to digest. And when you cannot digest, you won't be able to conserve the energy as, uh, as much as a kind of a warmer temperature. So I had a waist belt that you could put in like gels and stuff. Um, but in, in the front of the waist belt, I put like hand warmers, two hand warmers yep. in there uh, so that I can, I keep, I, I always keep my um, stomach warm as well as um, I was not taking all gels. I was taking like real food, like hamburgers, cheeseburgers, um, some uh, um, wraps um, and some rice as well. So, it was it was good to keep the rice and burgers warm with yeah. the hand warmers in your pouch uh, because at night you're you're I was using like um, the salmon flasks uh, yeah. for the um, in, in like my chest and um, as in the soft flask soft flask and and it started to wonder, sorry it started to freeze mm -hmm. it started to freeze yes. I always think about those guys because obviously with all the briars and everything, mm -hmm. do you not? Can you not get those punctured? I thought you'd have had to have like hard bottles in in the uh, in Frozen Head Park to mm -hmm. avoid getting the yeah getting thorns in in your salmon bottles. Yeah, I previously used the hard bottles, and they are a little bit heavier than the soft flask. Yeah, and when you take a big fall, you kind of could hit your ribs. Yeah. The, hard bottle and so uh, there there are pros and cons with um soft flask and hard bottles but i started to take soft flask um from last year and um, it kind of squeezes kind of small so um you can put other things in your pocket when they're kind of small and i also take a, a sub flask with a filter um yeah. pack, so you can so, get water on the course yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this year when I was on the course, um, I, it, it had pretty much rain the week before I arrived. So there was plenty of water on the course and the streams. And I, I did test like a, a week prior, drinking all the streams and making sure that um, those were available. So 
that was good. Yeah. And also, given that the temperature is so cold, I, I doubt you were drinking a massive amount of water. But I suppose it was just, were you carrying other fuel that you were filling up with the water to be able to drink some of your fuel, like as well as your hamburgers and wraps? Mm -hmm. So I, I took like a Roctane, um, the, the powders, so that I can yeah. fill it up. And the water uh, drops as well. And um, uh, for, um, for, for my rice, um, there's like this dried rice that I, um, there, I think uh, a lot of hikers use it as well, that uh, there's dried rice and you put water or hot water in it and it kind of cooks to a meal. I yeah. took one of those. And um, the, the recent one that Mom Bell has is um, it only takes five minutes by putting in water and it kind of cooks uh, a decent meal, a rice meal. So that was very handy. In the, in the past, the, the previous ones would take like 45 minutes for water and 15 minutes for hot water. But this one was like only five minutes, so that was handy. So I was putting some water in those um, dried rice and when I came along the stream and cooking some um, rice for me. Um, yeah, that's yeah. great. And, and so the at the start line, the cloth goes off the uh, the shell and an hour later, the, everyone heads off seeing a video of people heading off i mean obviously you don't get as you don't get much footage on on twitter but i i think as long as, as well as a lot of other people was following incessantly the bm100 um the hashtag and uh and trying to keep up but you you saw everyone seemed to go off really fast mm -hmm. uh, and like everyone's like rushing like running off straight away like i couldn't actually see you in that field going off there but did you did you go off pretty fast as well? I mean, looking at the timings, it seemed like you were actually ran the first lap on your own. It didn't seem like you actually ran with anyone. Was that, was that the case? Yeah. Um, at the start, I started kind of at the later part of the group. So um, um, it is good to have um, a partner to find the books, um, especially if you're a virgin, because with the map and description, it's kind of still hard to find the book because even though if you're a good orienteering, looking at the map and say, okay, this is the place that I need to go. But like in orienteering, you'll see like a orange flag or something, but there's nothing like that. It's just on the, the books under the rocks. So basically once you get there, you need to read the description and, and um, uh, can figure out where the rock is or where the, the tree trunk is or yeah um or the hanging rock is or blah 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 so um if you're a virgin definitely it's better to stick with someone to get an idea of where the kind of books are hidden and you can kind of have an idea where they are but my case um it was kind of the same as last year so i i kind of wanted to go on my own um because following someone and finding a book is a different vision of you finding the book it's totally different and um normally for like book one people even those slow people or uh, fast people are kind of in a group so the first guy will find the book and there's going to be a line of people <laughs> waiting for the pages to rip so if you're like number 10 or something you're going to get the page, but you didn't know where that was, you know? Mm. So yeah. when you go back, the this normally it starts with a clockwise, but this year it was a counterclockwise in the night. So if, for example, if you got that first page from someone because you're lining up, the next time you're alone going backwards in the night, you kind of, and if you're alone, <laughs> you're going to get kind of um, surprised that you, you kind of don't know where the book is. Yeah. So very important to know where the book is. Very important to look back because... Um, you're going to be looking in the other direction on the other way, yeah. It's a totally different kind of a view of, of the course. So, um, yeah, um, so... That, that's the reason I wanted to just be on my own. But if there was someone that was 
really on my pace that was kind of very similar, not uh, uh, not too late, not too fast. I think I would go there, uh, be there, um, because if that was a version, I could ch just kind of show my experience of where the book is and um, always good to have two brains and one um, on the course. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, coming in that first, like, I think the the sort of leaders coming out, um, which were like John Kelly, Damien Hall, and I think, uh, yeah, Albert Casas were, the, were like... Um, uh, Herrero Cusses were like the three that came in at like eight seventeen, and so you were like a, roughly an hour an hour behind them. But I, I kind of read that as you just wanted to go your own pace and just make sure that you can, uh, yeah, just just keep your own solid pace. But there was a great post I think by Keith, the guy that uh, that's renowned as doing the Twitter updates for for Barkley marathons, and uh, and then you were like, uh, yeah, I think you came in and you said something. It was a uh, I got the record time. In in the history of me, Japanese Laz, it was, and it was so funny following it because everyone got like random names as well. So no yeah. one really it was like bearded guy, another bearded guy, the other guy, and then there was obviously uh, your nondescript guy, and then yours was actually pretty easy to tell with the uh, Japanese Laz as your nickname. It was quite yeah. funny. I don't know who made that uh, nickname, but uh, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, and, um, yeah, I was, uh, my, my plan was uh, for the five loop was 9.30, 11.30, 12.30, 13, and 13.30. So that was kind okay. of my plan. So um, I came in like 9.13, so I was way on time of my plan with like le very limited damage on my legs. So I was feeling really good. And um, of course, Clockwise, daylight, I was able to nail the books, bam, 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 bam. Uh, no, no miscoursing. So that felt really good. So uh, when I came into camp, uh, my transition time was about 10 to 15 minutes. So I went out at 9.30 and then I told my crew that it's going to be night, counterclockwise. If I can nail these books at night, I think... Uh, I I have more confidence than um, ever. Mm -hmm. um, but when I went for the ninth loop, there was like um, three ridges that um, I went down, but took the wrong ridge because when you go a ridge and then it splits in like a Y, Y, and whether you should go um, right, um, I took uh, a two, 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 two right, uh, and then, and then I, I, I kind of mi missed my um, navigation uh, in the dark. So I ended up a little bit away from the book. And um, I was able to um, navigate myself to the book because um, when you, for, for example, for the beach tree, uh, when you're going down to that beach tree, you should be seeing a river that's flowing North, northeast to southwest, but the river I had was north south. So, okay, this is wrong. And when, when you see on the map, oh, I went like to right. So, I need to yeah. follow back this river and I'll be able to find the book. But I'm, I'm kind of missing like 15 to 20 minutes when I mistake. And yeah. uh, of course, I get a little bit um, um, kind of, uh, what do you say? Um, I need to a little bit push a little bit. Yeah. because you're, you're trying to claw time. the time back yeah. yeah i want my time back so i'm kind of using up my legs there mm -hmm. so i did a couple of that on my second loop and i was my plan was 11 30 uh, but i came in like 13 hours so i, I lost like an hour and a half yeah. and um by the time i finished uh, loop two and went out for the third loop um, I only had 12 hours, 40 minutes, where yeah. my plan was 12 hours, 30 minutes. Yeah. And um, third loop, it was the day. Again, counterclockwise. I made one mistake on a ridge, but um, that was all. And I was 
able to come back in uh, 12, like 35, which I only had 1240. And, um, so you literally had five minutes to, to turn around. And, and, and at this point, you'd already been through, you'd been through one night. Had you, mm-hmm. had you slept at all on the course on that first night or? Mm. Uh, on the course? So uh, on I, the second loop, did you actually do it? Did you stop and have a power nap anywhere? Or first night, you're normally okay, right? Mm-hmm. You can normally push through. No sleep. Um, I was feeling really strong, like having those um, bank, banking my sleep. Yeah. A week prior that. to the race, I didn't feel sleep at all. And yeah, uh, this, the, the second loop was a complete night and I didn't feel sleepy at all. Yeah. Third loop was um, the day and I was kind of feeling okay. By the time I came back to camp, it was already dark. Um, but I came into camp um, 35, 55, 24. Yeah. So you and, literally uh, had four and a half minutes to turn around? Yes. And I left 23 seconds. Um, so, yeah. How, like, like coming in there, what, what are you thinking coming in? So he's, he's counting the pages and you realize that, well, the loop isn't finished until he's counted all the pages. And so you know that you are against the clock. Had you already had you run out of food at that point? Because I take it you're just you basically picking up food and then you're going to eat on the course while you're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but had you run out of food? Like, how how was that? It's, it's almost like a Formula One pit stop. It needs to be to get you out on time. So yeah, I'm interested how you managed to turn that around so quickly. So loop one and two. After loop one and loop two, I was going back to my camp with the tent with a warm heater in so that I can kind of change my clothes and eat some hot food, taking time, like 15 minutes or so. After third loop, my my team puts all my stuff, brings all my stuff at the start, finish, yellow gate. Okay. So basically, I have a seat. I have all my things I need at the gate. Was that planned beforehand or were they just like, oh, wow, he's cutting it fine. We best bring it all out here just in case he gets back in time. Normally, um, when the time is close, the team will do that for me. Yeah. Um, Because just going back to the camp and coming back is about four minutes, you know. So that's why they they bring that. And um, when I went there, uh, my, my crew kind of, knew what I should be doing because uh, they knew what I should be taking because they were all in my Ziploc. And uh, what I wanted to do was to kind of eat as much as getting like real food as much as possible. Norm- the, the, two, the two loops that I came into camp, I had like three bowls of like uh, kind of um, Japanese nabe, uh, what do you call it? a soup with broth and some, uh, vegetables and yeah. can, uh, a little bit of noodles. Yeah. Um, after third loop, I only able to get one bowl, and literally, I wasn't able to uh, change my socks that were wet or the shoes. Um, um, so um, yeah, uh, I kind of changed my T-shirt. I remember, but um, basically changing my light. And so that I can go with a, a recharge light and um, putting in my uh, kind of nutrition that I would possibly need in my pack. And it was like a, a goal. <laughs> yeah. Surely you could take a, a spare pair of socks with you. So you could like, as soon as you start the loop, you could change over your socks and and take care of yeah. your feet and put some cream on your feet, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I didn't do that. And um, I don't want to take like too much with me as well. Um, so um, like coming into camp four minutes, um, I, I, I probably didn't have a, a like a calm mental yeah. that I, I should possibly have. I would normally have when I come to, into camp. Um, but my crew as well as other crew were like, five six people are trying to help me out <laughs> and um yeah trying to get six brains work together and 
get the best possible answer as possible so that they can get me out. So, yeah, um, that, that, was, that was a special moment. Um, of course, I'm tired, but like everyone's saying, you got this Tomo. And um, when I went to touch the yellow gate to start my fourth loop, everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> he made it. And he's yeah, amazing. Flip and that was kind of an amazing point. And it was, um, yeah. And that was with, yeah, 27 seconds to go or something you said. And so that's heading out. And at that point, you've got until, so that was 36 hours. And then you, how, how long did you have to actually finish the fourth loop? And that's going out at night as well, yeah. mind. But yeah, what was the, uh, what would have been the, the cutoff? So um, Barclays cutoff, if you are going to do five loops, you need to, the, each loop cutoff is 12 hours. In 12 hours, yes, it's 48 hours to, to 12, do that. It's a, yeah. 24, 36, 48, and 60. Yeah. yeah. So, um, nevertheless, like, for example, if you finish a loop one in 13 hours and you still make 36 hours after the third loop, you're not be, going to be running a, uh, a five loop because you, went over um, the 12 hours in your first loop. Got That's you. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Um, so um, for the fourth loop, I only had 12 hours, 23 seconds to allow me to finish loop four. And given the first night loop, albeit with a couple of, uh, a couple of missed uh, navs, you, it was 13 and a half hours or so. So you had to shave an hour and a half off what your previous, <laughs> what you did in the first night. So going out there, what was your mindset? Did you believe that you had a 12 hour loop in you for loop four? Mm -hmm. Like I did. I'm the definitely this course the counterclockwise is much more harder than the clockwise. Yeah. And, and, so, and so just remind us of the, so the first loop was counterclockwise? It was clockwise. The, it was clockwise. So it, so it goes clockwise twice and then counterclockwise twice. Or, no. This year it was clockwise, then counterclockwise twice, then clockwise, yeah. and then the first guy that finishes loop four, chooses the direction and then the second guy needs to go the opposite third day guy needs to go to the opposite like that got you yeah 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 so so actually you were going on the fourth loop which was the clockwise route clockwise route, yeah so one i really like and very yeah. have confident even though in the dark uh i was really confident to nail the books mm. so like 12 hours i th i thought it was possible for me um if i keep moving so when I went out of camp, I was like truly in my heart that I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this in 12 hours and come back in 48 hours. And then, of course, I should be tired. But once you get the fourth loop, well, it's, it's, it's a lifetime moment that you need to do something about this to finish the five loops. So... I didn't think too much about the fifth loop, but I really believed in myself that I could do in 48 hours uh, if I keep moving. Yeah. 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 That was my. And, and then how did it go when you got out on that, on that fifth loop? Were you able of, on the fourth loop? Were you able to, um, to navigate and find the books as expected? And was it going smoothly? And um, once I went out on the fourth loop, you go up this ridge called the wrong wrong way ridge and then once i started to go up in there and at the middle i just wanted to calm myself because of that cows down there yeah. getting in five minutes before the cutoff getting out within four minutes and then heading out i just wanted to have my time so at the middle of that ridge i just sat down and it, since it's kind of very steep hill, I was looking down towards the hill, but putting my back so that I'm kind of leaning against like a, a chair or something. And I was, I was looking at the sky and I remember the, the stars were very beautiful, very close, very clear. 
some stars that I wouldn't see in the atmosphere of Japan because it's different from Japan. I, I kind of looked and um, remember it was just a peaceful moment. And um, yeah, I just, just made myself calm. I ate some, um, they, they gave me like two burritos. So, so I ate one burrito on that hill just because I didn't eat enough at the camp. So once I ate that burrito, um, I started to hike up again and started to nail book one, nail book two. And when I went to book two, there was a light very far from the book. And I guess there was someone missing the uh, book two. And that was Jasmine. Uh, at the end, I knew that was Jasmine because I exchanged emails at the end. Um, but um, I nailed book three. I went down the meat grinder and nailed book four. And then when I was climbing up um, kind of um, towards the place called Garden Spot, my body, it was like me walking on the moon. <laughs> I haven't walked on the moon, but I guess it's like very slow motion that you're kind of slogging your way. And it was like, it was like what, what am I doing here? And like, and I started to hear like people cheering me, um, Tomo, go, go for it. But I, when I look back, there's no one there. And my, my body just keeps kind of stopping. And then I tried to take nutrition, but um, that kind of didn't work. And then once it gets slow, the night gets dark and cold and my body temperature started to go down. And it just gets worse and your, your kind of muscle, the kind of not cramps, but kind of starts to ache. Um, that kind of stuff. Easing up happening. almost. Yeah. And um, I, I tried to take like naps on the, uh, on, on the way. Um, but, but you just get colder. Yeah. Like um, I, I was, when I was going down the meat grinder, I ripped my pants again. So um, when I was sleeping, that didn't help. That kind of woke me up with the cold. And um, at the time when I kind of noticed that I was moving really slow and got to the garden spot, the time for 40 hours was kind of getting unrealistic. And um, from the garden spot, that's only like book one, two, three, five, five, Five fifth book, so I have eight more books to go, and I had um, six more hours, less than six hours. So actually, I was moving very slow at that point, and um, I kind of thought, <laughs> okay, my kind of my Barclay is kind of over here, um, just because it's so unrealistic to find five books in eight, hour, eight hours, even though I'm, if I'm really kind of strong, it's, it's kind of a hard, hard one at night. And um, there was like few, few um, choices at that moment. For me to just go and pick up the books as much as possible so that I can just finish in 40 hours with less books, or I could just push my way, whatever amount of time I take, I just collect all the 13 books and then go back to camp. Another one was that I had a video crew and they were waiting at the tower where there's a lot of wind and cold. Um, I didn't want them to be waiting for me. Um, I, just because I, I, I could be selfish and just find my books, but I think I would kept them kind of waiting. So um, I just made my decision to kind of from the garden spot, you don't, you can just go on the course and um, um, the normal trail is, you can follow the normal trail from garden spot to the tower. So I made my decision to go to the tower and call it the day and, and go back, tell my camera crew that uh, <laughs> Uh, my my Barclay is over, and um, let's go back to camp together. And um, I chose that um, yeah. that 
decision. Yeah, and it must have been a hard one, but I think it comes to a point where it's like, realistically, that would you have had to, to go out on the fifth loop, you'd have had to get back into 48 hours, but for it to be, to count it as a fourth loop, if you would have got all 13 books, is there a time that the fourth loop would have still been counted, but you didn't weren't allowed to go out on the fifth? Or or because I know when to do a fun run, you you've got up to um 40 hours to complete a fun run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is there the similar thing for the fourth loop, or is just like purely the 48 hour cutoff? Purely 48 hours. If you're not um back with all pages within 40 hours, um as well not count your pages. Yeah. And yeah. um, you're counted as uh, a loop, finished loop three, and it's a fun run. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how were the so so? Then you sort of did a, a like a shorter detour to um, to meet the the camera crew. Mm-hmm. How were they when they when they saw you there? Because they probably you probably came from a different direction than they were yeah. expecting yeah. to see you from, right? And they were like, yeah. "Tomo, what are you doing here?" Um, yeah. But yeah, what was the how, how were they with you? What was your overall over uh, riding feeling at that point? um yeah they were filming me so they were just like pointing the camera at me (laughs) yeah um after the camera they turned off the camera they they were like are you okay tomo um yeah i'm glad you're kind of safely back and did you have to hike back down into camp or did they actually or was there a road which took you down but you still had to still had to hike back down with everyone to camp yeah, so from the garden spot to the tower, it's about five, five, eight miles. Okay. And then from the camp to, from the tower to the um, camp, it's about three miles. So okay. I kind okay. of did a, like a 10 to 15 miles after I call it the day. So that was, that felt kind of long. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. With the heavy legs and... Um, would there have been a, a more direct route rather than going to the tower? Could you have gone more directly back to the camp? Um, no, that, that was the kind of... You still had to go past there. Yeah. Uh, and w- how was your feeling getting back to camp and uh, them getting out and blowing the blowing the trumpet for you? I saw a video of you there sort of standing at the gate and feeling like, what, what was the feeling at that point? Like, uh, I, after the... Th- third loop so 36 hours I was very fit then I, I moved eight hours after that so that was like 44 hours out out, out there it, it just felt like a snap like yeah. su- such fast I don't know I, I was really focused and concentrated and um and at the same time it was such a fun moment like I didn't feel confident like this before and I was just I I really had fun out there you know yeah just finding the books on your own and you're out there and um you have this you, you, the dream that you've been following so I've been following Barclay since 2016 the year that I made the mistake on the wrong day to write the essay to Laz and Laz told me that um you you're sending it to the wrong date but if you come to run the Barclay Fall Classic and win it, you're in. So I, I told Laz, I'm, I'm going to go to the Barclay Fall Classic. And I went to run the Barclay Fall Classic in 2017. I became second. Um, but Laz um, told me the right day to register. And um, I registered in 2017 and then got in 2018. Um, I didn't even, I, I made one loop, but I took 18 hours, 30 minutes on my first loop on 2018. 2019, I learned lesson and I did um, three loops, but it was a fun run. Uh, 2020, it was the COVID year, no Barclay. 2021, it was the Barclay, but the Americans Barclay with international not being able to get in. 2022, I thought I was prepared, but I got injured and I only got two loops and I got injured during the race as well. And 2023 was my fourth year. And I really had, was familiar with the course. I built up my performance in 2022 for 2023. 
um, I had very confident with more than ever with my navigation. Like being there since 2017, I made a lot of friends, Barclay friends and Brian who lives like two miles away and being making this relationship and trying to, it's not only me, but everyone's trying to kind of cheer me and support me to kind of finish the Barclay. And um, of course, there was support crews. This, this year was Brendan and the previous years was um, Anatoly who came, drove all the way from uh, uh, Toronto, um, 12 hours just for me to run the Barclay. And uh, I've built up so many relationships and experience and I've been training my ass off and um, yeah. It was it was um, a very special moment, and of course, I, I, my heart breaks that I cannot finish. But more than that, I'm very um, happy to be able to do what I like to do um, with this environment, and um, and um, yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, but it's always it's it's good to have something you cannot achieve because. That's kept me kind of motivated for all these years since 2016 till now, six years. And now I still have this <laughs> burning motion in my heart that one day I can finish Barclay. And um, is there anything that I can do to be a better runner, a better person? And of course there is. I learned my lessons again. There's things that I trained so hard and that went well but there are some parts that are missing from me that that's the reason i can't finish sparkly and um this this kind of feeling that i only have 360 days till next year if i'm if i receive the condolence letter again if Laz lets me do this i'm gonna think that Laz gonna allow me to run it i'm i'm gonna work my work my ass off uh, to to be a better version of me in 2024 so yeah that's amazing tomo and i'm interested actually what you think those things are what what because i i know personally how hard you've trained for this over this past year and what incredible shape you're in coming off the four trails and and just the consistency of your training and uh and yeah whether it be like you're doing doy and your own backyard ultra and four trails. Like I, I can't see any gaps leading up to it of what you could have changed in terms of from a physical perspective, getting you better. But, but what, where do you see the areas for improvement? And and do you think it's possible? Do you think you can get there Tomo? Or is there a, a part of you that thinks maybe it is just beyond and how do you, how do you get over that? I think I can still build up my performance more than this year i think i still have space for that so i'm not trying to uh, achieve everything with performance it's a bit of performance it's a bit of uh, navigation skills a bit of like more than 48 hours of moving time because in my like um Normal 100 miles, normally it's like 24 hours or very kind of short compared to this kind of um, distance or um, moving time. So I think I need to get used to more of the longer stuff. I, I hadn't been doing that um, this year. I think I, 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 I can have, I can achieve like experience uh, from that because you never know what's going to happen until you get there. Um, and sometimes you need to do that. I know like doing like 48 hours or big distance could lower your performance. Mm. Um, but yeah, it takes it, a lot out of you. It takes out out of you. So you need to recover and stuff. So you, you might lose your performance, but you get the big experience of it. So um, I think I can improve myself with that. Um, from the past years um, when, when it rains and when it's bad weather no one finishes so I guess I need a bit of luck as well like this year um, 
uh, there's certain things that I can think of that I can squeeze like 1% or 2% out of it and make it a 10% or a 15% improvement. So I think that's the kind of thing I, I think um, I need to be kind of doing. And um, I totally believe I can finish. I, if, if I don't believe that, I won't be applying. And I, will allow, I would rather have someone else who has a chance of uh, finishing and do it instead of me. But I, I really totally believe in myself that um, I, can, I can do it. Yeah. I, I believe in you too, Tomo. And you've had continuous improvement as well. You've got better every year apart from obviously when the, the one you got injured was there anything you learned from seeing the three finishers from seeing John K or, or I think the first finish was Aurelien Sanchez the is it was a French guy is he French or French, yes. Spanish yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and then John Kelly and then lastly Carol Save uh the belt the guy that has he has the record for the most amount of loops and backyard ultra in the world, the backyard world champs last year of the hundred loops. That um, and w- was there anything you'd learned from seeing them either out in the course or seeing um, seeing them? You probably saw their their transition coming from the fourth to the fifth loop. Um, mm. And yeah, what was it like seeing them get to uh, and finish, and especially Carol finishing with like. Uh, yeah we just I don't know how it was like a few minutes left to go right he was so so close to the um to the six uh 60 hour cutoff I think six minutes to go 53 33 yeah so like six and a half minutes to go and he looked absolutely broken when he got to the end as well like he immediately laid down was saying like feeling like he was going to throw up he obviously just absolutely pushed it as hard as he could to get and, and they also had where someone had actually picked up the 13th book on that last lap right so they got there and there was no book there and so that must have been so demoralizing and just absolutely messed with their heads as well but yeah what was that like being in camp seeing them finish yeah um john kelly was the first one to go out on the fifth loop and um was on the clockwise and carol was on the clockwise or was on the counterclockwise so John and um, Carl, the book that picked, the, the hiker picked up was book one for them. So it was there when they picked, picked it up. Got you. Okay. Uh, so it was just for Aurelian. Yeah. Exactly. Aurelian, that was his last book. So he was like, when he came into camp, he was like, Laz, unfortunately, I was not able to see the book at the, Phillips Creek and Laz said, because it's here. <laughs> His face got really relieved. I'm like, okay, because it was somewhere. You cannot miss that book. It's on the, it's not out of the course. It's on the course where yep. the hikers can go. So it, it is a book that you cannot miss or yep. yeah. So it was good to see his face relieve. And um, like Ori looked the kind of the strongest going out on fifth loop. And I think he had sleeping strategy. And I think he was the only one, if I'm not wrong, slept yeah. on which loop. I, I don't remember, but there's a photo of him sleeping. So I think he had a sleeping strategy. So this kind mm-hmm. of long race... Um, I think um, it, was, it would be good to kind of dial in a sleeping strategy because John and Carl were kind of saying that they were really sleepy. And John on the fifth loop said he slept his face on the mud with ice so yeah. that he would wake up. Which is crazy, right? So you, did they give you a specific watch to wear or because or, or, um, you said like normally he would have a watch with an alarm on it, uh, mm. but you weren't allowed watches with automatons this year either, were you? No, you're not allowed with that kind of stuff. It's only the watch with the alarm on. Okay. Um, it, was, it looks like something like a G-Shock, a yeah. very cheap yeah. G-Shock. And yeah. um, 39 people had a cheap G-Shock and one person had a touchscreen monitor and... <laughs> It doesn't. It totally doesn't work in a in, in the rain or when you're sweating. Yeah. So I don't know who got that that one, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, John tried to 
put the alarm on or something, but I think it didn't work out. And and when when he was sleeping, he he saw a hiker. He said that he saw a hiker that was his old friend that he could never see him. He's not seen him for like years, and he he had a daughter or something, and said, "Oh, John, how are you doing?" And he walked away, and he was thinking. Number one, it was hallucination. Number two, it was really that guy who was at that place, um, or it was just a random hiker that looked like him, and he was just, <laughs> yeah, from from the hiker, he looked like a very strange person. Um, so that 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 kind of situation John had, and um, Carol. He was had sleep deprivation as well, and um, he struggled his way back to camp. So, hearing those like runners' situation, I think there is a moment that um, you need to overcome such a such a what you say that kind of hard moment to overcome and um, I think this time I think I didn't get to that point that um, I think I can go further because I think they, they're going further to get to that stage and I think finishing Berkeley is almost the kind of um, kind of the impossible and possible to human being. And um, that's kind of point I think John and Carol experienced. So um, I yeah. guess I'm sure for that. I, I mean, really impressive performance, Bond. And also Damien Hall as well with his first time out there as well. I'm not sure what his nav's like. He's done a lot of the um the sort of fell running routes around the UK so I'm sure it's pretty good but yeah to do four loops in this I think he got lost on his fifth loop right I think he um he he sort of like yeah was just yeah sleep deprivation and was just like wandering around in the woods somewhere yeah I think he got lost in the first book on the fifth loop so okay. maybe he was um a bit tired yeah yeah he's uh, but, fine but yeah i think he was in a situation that he was kind of messed up probably yeah and seeing carol said come in at the end what was it like being camp there everyone like see him come we because when the time is ticking like that you just think it's probably not going to make it and then just to see him like running through and he was going at quite a pace to get to the uh to the gate and in time right what was the what was the atmosphere like in camp there oh like everyone's looking at that way that carol's gonna come from from the way that um you come back from the um the road and everyone's looking and um you can see the light um from the mountains kind of when you're coming in so when we saw that light it was like light light and then people cheering and oh it's carol and you make it and um that was kind of a special moment um to see him kind of come through the camp and um i i've only saw like people finish in a video and i always wanted to be there and witness with my real eyes to see someone finish uh it was like goosebumps that um yeah, I, I felt really happy for them because when I was on the course training, I did see Ori training on the course as well. I mean, we kind of became friends. Carol from last year, and um, yeah, he had that uh, incident that um, he was lost at the Petros and um, mistaken like an Indian woman <laughs> dressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and um, like seeing those people making them dream come true was very very ha special moment for me and john the second time wow what, what a what a legend yeah. uh, just coming back finishing two times and um yeah yeah second time in in six six attempts as well um but yeah i'm sure it was extremely inspiring for you tomo i'm sure it's uh 
it's given you that extra impetus to come back again in 2024 and uh, and finally get this done. And I've got, I, I, yeah, I, I really believe that it, it, you you can still uh, you can still achieve it. It's going to happen. I've never seen someone that's been so dedicated, just just one challenge, and so obsessed over it, and so focused on on achieving it. And I think that that will pay off in the end. Um, Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing the story with it. And uh, um, and yet, like, what next? Apart from twenty twenty four Barclay, like you've got um, you've got a spot in Western States this year. And I know that's not like a forty eight hour or more, but um, but yeah, are you are you going to be heading back to the US for the Grand Slam this year? Yeah. Um, so you're for the Grand Slam. Five races are considered. You need to finish the five, four out of the five, which is Old Dominion, Western States, Vermont. Leadville and Wasatch. Uh, my plan is to run five of them. You're going to do all five? <laughs> yeah, that's my plan. So first week of June, um, fourth week of June, mid-July, mid-August, uh, uh, first week of September. Wow, you got a busy summer ahead of you, mate. That's yeah. awesome. That's going to yeah, be very well, exciting. By the time I finish, it's going to be September. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a, quite a lot of additions to your hundred miles, hundred times. Do you count? Yeah, I I mean, even though that so it would have been twenty six miles times three plus. It'd be anyway. You don't count this as one of your hundred miles, right? For this Barclay. If I don't finish it, I don't count it. Um, yeah, yeah. And so um, how how many have we got down so far of your hundred miles, hundred times, and what do we expect to finish the year at? Sixty five. I finished, so I'll have. Um, 70 by the time so I'll be under my 70 by yeah. the time I finish Wasatch with the Grand Slam and That's I awesome. think I might be doing two more or one at the end of the year um, so that'll make it 72 at the most Excellent, well we look forward to I mean, and Tom will uh, yeah it's so good to have you back on again so soon after you're on after the four trials but I couldn't miss up the opportunity of uh, of finding out from um, from you how the Barclay went from your perspective but congrats really proud of you sir and um, and yeah look forward to following you over the next uh, next few uh, over the summer and seeing uh, get get the uh, grand slam done as well another uh, another string to your bow yeah um yeah, thank you very much. And for the listeners who are listening to this, um, I'm an example of a good failure. So um, don't be afraid of failing or losing and ashamed of um, losing or anything. Just keep on, keep on moving, keep on challenging. And um, yeah, if you don't give up, that's not a fail. Um, so keep, keep, keep going, guys. Great message. Cheers, Tomo. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad.